It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Could the Dallas Cowboys pick a running back in round one not named Bijan Robinson? All that more in this episode of the Locked On Cowboys podcast. You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'd like to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. Joining me today, as always, is Landon McCool. Check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. Landon, we are two days out from the NFL draft. We got Reddit rumors uh, out there that are causing betting (laughs) markets to shift. We've got chaos at the top of the board. I love the draft so much. This is the best. Yeah, and, and I'm still trying to go through all the uh, name enunciations just to make sure that I can get the uh, Steve Avila's or Avila and the Jamir sure. or Jamir Gibbs uh, out there. So uh, it's it's the best week of the year, right? Like it's just chaos is on the timeline, yeah. uh, uh, mad madness, uh, uh, propaganda, people uh, angling different things, people trying to convince you not to draft the guys they want mm-hmm. because uh, he has a weird looking toenail on his left foot or something. It's, I love this. And I can't wait, you know, it's the gas mask pictures. It, it, it's all oh, happens yeah. this week. Yeah, this we is the best all. week of the year. Yeah, we got it all. All right, we're going to get to uh, some of your Twitter questions the last time before the draft. Uh, and let's jump right into it. We've got some good ones. couple about Jameer Gibbs. Jameer, Jamar, it's Jameer Gibbs from Alabama. Yeah. Uh First one from Zach. He says, how realistic does Dallas as the favorite for Jameer Gibbs feel? And could you see that as a potential pick for the Cowboys in round one? I should mention on some sports books right now, the the favorite destination for Gibbs are the Dallas Cowboys. I just find that fascinating. I tend to think that that's more of a function of where they value the player and where the Cowboys are picking and they happen to have a running back. 100% agree, right? It's like Like, we think he's going to go between 25 and 35. The Cowboys have a need at running back. Styles is there. This this feels like the classic, uh, I'm a national media guy, and it's not that, but it, it feels like it. I'm a national media guy doing a mock draft. I've got a running back that I know has to go in the end of the yes. first round. Hey, those Dallas Cowboys need a running back. It doesn't matter if he's a fit yes. for what they've got or that sort of thing. So not that I think it would be a bad pick if Gibbs was the pick. I just think that I have a feeling that if Gibbs was there, there's going to be other people on their, on their board that they're more likely to take uh, uh, above him. So I, I like Gibbs. I think he would be a good fit with the Cowboys. I just, I think that feels more like a, uh, someone trying to make a drop mock draft fit. Yes. Having said that, if if the option for me, for the Cowboys specifically, not for every other team, for the Cowboys yeah. specifically, I'm ready for a hot take. I oh, would whoa. rather have Gibbs for Dallas than Bijan Robinson. <laughs> Just, <laughs> wow. Wow. Again, it's not to say that I, I think Bijan's a better player. I have Bijan ranked mm-hmm. quite a bit higher. 
But I think for Dallas, speed is just such a – it's been a problem for them the last couple of years. And we saw it in the San Francisco game last year, right? When Tony Pollard went down, the offense just looked so slow, right? And I that's that's one thing that, thing that Gibbs has that Bichon doesn't is just – he is so dynamic. And you can use – he's actually somebody you can use as a receiver. He led Alabama in receiving yards this year. I just think if the Cowboys were going to draft a running back at 26, I think I could get behind Gibbs more than I could Bichon. Cats and dogs living together. Um, I, I I think I like Bichon a lot. I think he's plenty fast. Uh, I, I don't disagree, obviously, that, that, that Gibbs is more of that guy, right, of the kind of dynamic split out. You know, I think Robinson just is excellent at everything. He is. You know, There's no doubt, uh, right? I, I think it's just it, how much it, do you value speed versus the yeah. all-around game? Yeah, and, and and specifically speed in in the pass game too, because I think yeah. that that's you know yeah. where uh, you, you can really exploit Gibbs there. So, I you know, listen, I, I'm I'm not going to be mad if Jameer Gibbs is the pick at 26. I just have a hard time believing that 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 this indication is isn't just more a case where they're meeting you know i have a player who's got to go yeah, here exactly here's a team that needs a player that well gonna... i i will say i always i always cringe when we get these running back prospects that come into the draft and oh you can use him as a slot receiver if he was a slot receiver only he'd be a first round pick like that's just not true no matter yeah. how many times we say that it's not true and i'm not saying about that about gibbs either because he wouldn't be he's Slot receivers really don't go in the first round. I've got a feeling we might only see one in this year's class that goes in the first round and Jackson Smith and Jigba. But I do think Gibbs is one of the most naturally gifted pass catchers at the running back position that we've seen over the last, I don't know, five or six years, probably dating back to Christian McCaffrey. And if the Cowboys are going to use a more of a West Coast style offense, your running back better be able to catch the ball, and he better be able to make plays with the ball in his hands. And that's why I think Gibbs is such a good fit with Mike McCarthy. I mean, we're talking about a coach who converted a wide receiver to yeah. a running back. So yes. it's not like this is outside the realm of possibility. So I, like I said, it makes some sense. Um, I just, I'd have to believe it to see yeah. it, honestly. I, I don't. I don't see it happening either just because I don't think the Cowboys are going to draft the running back in the first round, but there have been some like tea leaves over the last sure couple of weeks that maybe Dallas has Bijan and Gibbs closer than you think on the board. That's all. I think that's certainly possible. I think we are kind of, uh, you know, under the uh, in- impression that, you know, t- Bijan is generally considered the top prospect. Yeah. And we he is think- in this class. Yeah. And, 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 and we think that we think, you know, because, Dallas is in Texas and te- he's closer that somehow the Cowboys have more of an association with Bijan than other teams, which doesn't really make sense. There's a, there's a good chance as much as any team that the Cowboys could have of gives closer, if not above Bijan, just like every other team in the NFL. I mean, there is some, cons- there is not full consensus on this necessarily. No, Most teams have Bijan as a, you know, healthy distance above, uh, uh, above Gibbs. Uh, yep. Gibbs, but, but, you know, it's ice cream. So there's well, definitely going to be some teams that will have. It, it, we've off. seen just in the last couple of days, Peter Schrager said that maybe the gap's not yeah. quite as big. In fact, we know that there's teams that have gives higher. Peter King said the same thing this week in his Monday morning quarterback article. Uh, Albert Breer said the same yesterday. So we're starting to hear at least some rumors that, hey, Bijan's number one, but maybe Gibbs, depending on the offense, might be a better fit. Uh, let's get to some more questions because I want to try to get through as many as we can yeah, uh, before the end of the show. We'll get to more next. 
This episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Grand slams, no hitters, and double plays are back. And there are no, uh, there's no better place to get in on the action than FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. That's because right now, new customers can step up to the plate with a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. Just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on so you can sign up, place your first bet, and get up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if you don't win. Don't miss your chance to get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. When you join FanDuel today, just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up. FanDuel, the official partner of Major League Baseball. Hi, I'm Jake from Locked On. Think of all the amazing things in life that are expressions of you. Your favorite football team, what you wear to the playoff watch party, that song that you stream over and over to get you pumped up for the gym, or the recommendations that you share with your friends on the top six comedy podcasts that are best to listen to on a long road trip, or even your new haircut, which may or may not be an epic ball cut from the 90s and hopefully is. Everything that makes you, you, makes all the difference. State Farm believes insurance should work the same way. Your plan, your coverage selections can be personalized by you. And the ability to choose the plan you want by picking the options that fit you, like choosing to bundle your home and auto policies, is what the State Farm Personal Price Plan is all about. Getting the coverage you want at an affordable price just for you. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. All right. We want to make sure you guys go check out the Locked On NFL Mock Draft Special. It's here. It's bigger than ever. Follow along all 32 teams' first picks uh, at a six-episode ultimate mock draft experience. Only Locked On can deliver. All episodes are available now on Locked On NFL Draft on YouTube or wherever you listen to your podcast. Go check that out. Landon made a, a really fun and interesting pick for the Cowboys in round one. Uh, that one was a lot of fun to follow. Real quick, uh, those yeah. are really fun because you got all the experts picking for their teams. Those are some of the best mock drafts you get. So you guys definitely check that out. Yes. Uh, all right, let's get to the next, next question from Luke. He wants to know, we keep talking about the Cowboys' need at tight end, but I thought Jake Ferguson showed some potential during his rookie season. Why do you guys think it's so important for the Cowboys to add a tight end one this offseason? Well, because you, it's it's a lot of projection, you know. I mean, yeah. you, you're taking a, a position that has traditionally been a very productive position for the for the Cowboys, and you are projecting quite a leap for Ferguson and or Hendershot to take in order to kind of make up that lost yeah. production. Um, and then on top of that, you, you you know, like you got good some solid production from your tight end two and tight end three. Where does that production go? Like, you know what I'm saying? So it's not like they take the two or 300 yards receiving that they had last year and then add 800 on top of that. You know, are you expecting Ferguson to have an 1100 yard receiving year? No. So the Cowboys need to add a tight end. I mean, I I don't think, I don't think that's really a. a No, they have to. They've got at least add one. It's just a where on the depth chart, right? Where, right? So, and to me, it makes sense to add it to the top simply because what you saw from Ferguson and Hendershot is that they thrived in the roles that they were provided. If they want to take the next step, f- fantastic draft a guy. And then if yeah. Ferguson's better than that guy, then great play him. But I, I just think that there's a lot of assumption going on that, 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 you know, no matter what happens, the Cowboys are going to get 750 yards receiving and seven touchdowns yes. out of their tight end. I, I don't think we should just assume that that happens and arrives on the Cowboys doorstep just because the season starts like that that's earned through player acquisition and training, you know, on top of that, 
I think they need to add a little bit of juice to their tight end room. Yeah. Like we can be really excited about Jake Ferguson and Peyton Hendershot, but remember those guys both ran in the four eights. And I don't know if their speed is going to, you know, make it so they can't be productive NFL players because we've already seen that, but those guys aren't really scaring linebackers and safeties. Right. So this comes back to what tight end when we've been talking about this for the last two months, what tight end makes yeah. the most sense for the Cowboys and we kind of keep coming back to Dalton Kincaid, right? Because he's kind of different from what they've had. He's a little smaller, a little bit better after the catch, but he's also quicker. Yeah, and I think that that's not to disparage my uh, uh, mayor because I think that's the other problem that we're running into is that there, there are people out there that are under this misconception that you can't be a fan of both Kincaid and Mayer. I am. Yeah, I like I both too. of these guys. I've so, got both uh, of them as top 12 players in this class. Yeah. So I, I think that, I think, yes, in the sense that you're looking for dynamism on the team, uh, you're looking for that as, as just pass catchers in general. And exactly. I think that there's an yeah. argument to be made that Dalton Kincaid may be a guy that can provide that in a way that almost no one else uh, tight end or wide receiver can. But that doesn't to say that Mayer wouldn't be a powerful and, and useful, incredibly yes. useful receiving option if he was the pick as well. All right, let's get to another question. This one from Ben. Yeah. He wants to know, what prospect that is projected to go around pick 26 do you just not see it with and has some bust potential? Oh, man. Uh, there's several. I mean, I, and, and some of them are above the Cowboys, and, and I'm afraid that they'll end up falling to us, and then, mm-hmm. then that'll be the pick. Um, I am – listen, and this, these guys are above. The guy I'm about to mention is above. I just – and I've said this before – I can't do these power defensive ends. Like I just, mm. I, I should not be allowed to watch these guys anymore because I, I can't trust myself on them. Yeah, I, I don't see it with Luke, Lucas Van Ness. I don't see it with Tyree Wilson. I just struggle with these guys, especially at the top. I, I like them a little bit lower in the draft when they don't have that kind of elite athleticism because it doesn't get my my excitement up, and I know exactly what they are. But those two guys, like any of those kind of power defensive ends that are going in the first round, uh, unless you've got a lot of explosion and a lot of bend to your game, I just don't. I don't know how where I feel comfortable drafting these guys, and I have a hard time parsing the top end guys. I'd rather draft them later on, honestly. Yep, I think that's a good one. I, Lucas Van Ness is hard for me because it's like, do you play him as a two hundred seventy five pound edge guy, yeah. or do you try to stick him inside where he's going to be severely? you know, underweight. And he didn't even play rundowns at Iowa. Like they didn't play him on rundowns because of that same issue. So where do you, where do you play him? I I, I get it. And that's the problem for me, right? Is that that's why I would like to draft that guy down, down the the wind because I I don't want to invest a heavy pick on this guy and then be forced to try to put a square peg into a a round hole, like over and over trying to find a spot for a guy that isn't fitting and and have the 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 pressure of the first round pick behind all that. It's just I don't yeah. I don't want that. Uh, the guy for me is Jalen Hyatt, the wide receiver from Tennessee, mm. just because I, I I have such a hard time translating that offense. Like he played in the slot at Tennessee with super wide splits, and for the most part was going up against like safeties and third and fourth cornerbacks, and he was allowed just free releases off the line of scrimmage to run these super deep routes, like. I don't see him being a slot receiver in the NFL. So now is he going to be an outside receiver that has to deal with press? I, he just worries me a lot. I understand that. I can see it with Jalen Hyatt simply because – and I, you, everything you said is 100% correct. 
the combination of his speed and his catch radius, and it's it's got to be both. Like it cannot be one or the other. The fact that he has both of those to me puts him in the second round solid for me. Yes. Like I I can figure this is not a guy who's just learned how to play wide receiver. He's, he was playing wide receiver in high school, so he has experience in running routes. We just didn't see a ton of it in Tennessee. So yeah. I'll bet that he I can get this guy to run a nine route. I'll bet that I can teach this guy to run a stop route. And if he could run a nine and a stop. That's enough of something for me to get him on the field and have him make an impact right away next year. I think my other issue with him is I feel like he's a little bit more of the linear speed guy. Like I, he's not, he's not shifty. He's not shifty. Yeah, no, he's no, definitely not that kind of guy. Right. So like, is he in the Mike Wallace mold of deep threats? Because I kind of think that's probably the style of game that he's going to have. And I just don't know. Like for the Cowboys, if the Cowboys were to take him at twenty six, I just don't know how valuable that guy is. And I know I'm speaking out of both sides of my mouth because I just talk, got done talking about how they need talk to add more speed, speed to the on. offense. But yeah. it's just like, it feels like he's going to be very limited in what he can do. I don't, I mean, I think he's a slightly less, light, less limited, more limited version of Deshaun Jackson in his game. You know, because sure. I, I don't think that Jackson necessarily had that element. Now, Jackson's a much better route runner. I, I mean, I'm not implying that. But as far as like, how I think you could use him eventually. I, I think especially the end of the career, Deshaun Jackson, where he's essentially just rearranging how you're playing your defense because you don't want him to run past you. That's where I think he can have some value for your team. Yeah. I, it's a projection. Like look, I, I, I'm certainly, you know, like, you know what I'm saying? I just feel like those two skill sets are enough more so than almost any other wide receiver that at least I could do something with you. Yes. You know, the first I, year. I agree. As, I feel like there's, there's, a, there is a floor there with Jalen Hyatt. Like if he doesn't pan out, he's still going to give you the, I mean, he's better than this, but like the Philip Dorsett set sure. and that kind of role where, Hey, at least you can stretch the field and keep defenses honest. I just, if you're drafting that guy in round one, I want him to be so much more than just that. I, that makes sense to me. That's why I put him in round two. Cause I, I, I think, it's not quite enough for me to be like, I'll take him at 26 and feel comfortable about it. It it will feel like a reach if he gets goes there. And I, I'm not going to be unexcited, but it's, here. let's see how it goes. Exactly. Uh, let's get to some more questions uh, next. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. Getting to know yourself can be a lifelong process, especially because we are always growing and changing. Therapy is about deepening your self-awareness and understanding because sometimes we don't know what we want or why we react the way that we do or why we say the things that we say until we talk through things with people. BetterHelp connects you with a licensed therapist who can take you on that journey of self-discovery from wherever you are. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's done entirely online. It's designed to be convenient. It's flexible. It can be suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists anytime for any reason for no additional charge. Discover your potential with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LockedOn today to get 10% off your first month. That is BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash LockedOn. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. 
They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Landon, let's get to another question. Uh, This is a really good one. So yesterday, uh, we did our best case scenario mock for the Cowboys. Clayton wants to know, what about a floor draft for the Cowboys in the first couple of rounds? Like, what's the probably minimum that we can expect from them coming out of day two of the draft? Well, I, I guess the, the the name that kind of keeps floating around that I keep hearing as a guy that I wouldn't be thrilled at 26, but I'll resign to it, uh, is Drew Sanders. Um, you know, I, I think yeah, he's a name that we name just keep hearing. You know, we just yeah. keep hearing his name. And and there's smoke there, and there's there's other you know kind of things in the wind about that. And I, look, I I evaluated him as a first round linebacker because I do think that he has uh, uh, pass rush ability, not just like uh, uh, you know blitzing ability. This guy is a former pass rusher. Mm-hmm. I think he has an elite a- a level of athleticism. He, this is a guy who has been dominating the whatever level of competition he's been playing since high school. Son of a coach, you know, former top kind of recruit in the country. Uh, and I think there's just the the potential of what you could do with a guy like this opposite of Mike Parsons, I think is just wetting Dan Quinn's appetite to a point where he can't, you know, stop himself. Yeah. And honestly, I'll throw out something else too. Uh, 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 Vaclavardi did a great uh, interview yesterday with Will McDonald, I think it was, right? Uh, and if you guys don't follow Vach on, on YouTube, mm-hmm. make sure you definitely go check him out. Um, but he talked about how apparently they were also talking about moving Will McDonald around a little bit, not just as a defensive end. So I think that they're on the hunt for that kind of mobile, another kind of uh, uh, Robin to play to, to Parsons Batman. Of those another. two, who would you rather have for Dallas? I think I think McDonald makes more sense to me because I can clearly transcribe what his role is going to be immediately, right? I think for Drew Sanders – I, I think no matter what, you're going to get value from him because he's such an athlete. I think he can play linebacker. I think, he, you know, and I think he could take over that role for Leighton Vander Esch. But he's still, he spent so much time bouncing around between positions like mm-hmm. throughout high school and college that he hasn't really learned the nuance of playing linebacker yet, no, uh, especially off ball linebacker. So he, it, it's weird. I, I had this thought late last night. He's kind of a weird mashup between Leighton Vander Esch and Micah Parsons, but not necessarily the best of those guys. Like just a weird combination. Like he's, he's tall like Leighton Vander Esch, but he's got pass rush ability like pa- pa- Parsons, but he's also got Parsons kind of, not quite all their instincts as an off-ball linebacker, you know. So that's why I've been comping him to Anthony Barr so much. I that's a great comp, honestly. Wow, that's really good. Uh, I, I like that. Yeah, I, I, I like I said, I think you'll draft him and you won't regret it. Uh, I, but I think it could be a little bit rough early on as you're trying to figure out exactly the best way to use him. So back to McDonald versus Sanders. I, I have McDonald ranked significantly higher. But I do think for Dallas, when you look at all the edge rushers that they have, I think it's easier for Sanders to get on the field as an off-the-ball linebacker. Yeah. And now he might not start. He He's probably going to be somebody who you bring off the bench and you give 30-something snaps and you rotate guys in. But I just think it's easier for that guy to come in and make an impact, probably than Will McDonald, who might be your fifth 
edge rusher yeah. as a rookie, right? Well, and that, and that's that's that was my other question is that's why I thought the McDonald's stuff that he brought up on the on Vox show was interesting because do you think that that's that's what the the Cowboys are thinking too is let's if we get McDonald we're going to need him to play more than just a pass rusher to get him more snaps on the field. Maybe that's why there's interest in yeah. having him play some snaps at Sam or something sure. like that. I mean, just the problem is, is how much do you use the same linebacker in today's NFL, right? I mean, it's fun to talk about pre-draft, but then you get into the games. It's like, eh, I kind of want Donovan Wilson to be my extra safety or extra guy in the box or yeah. J-Ron Curse yeah. or whatever. A curse, yeah, so, exactly. Uh, but back to a floor draft. You mentioned Drew Sanders. We'll mention Steve Avila. I still think he is one of the safest picks the Cowboys could make at 26. And I could see them being like, you know what? It's an offensive lineman who has a bunch of snaps. Let's draft yeah. him in round one. And let's just see how the ball, or the board falls to us in rounds two and three. We get somebody that we know plug and play starter right away. Yeah. I mean, I, I love Avila at 26. I, you know, <laughs> what about Avila at 26? Uh, Avila is it's just as good, right? Uh, uh, I'll take either one. It's funny. Cause I'm, I'm sitting here thinking about my own big board and I'm realizing that I probably would take Steve Avila over Drew Sanders. And that, what does that say about my horizontal board? Uh, but I, 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 I think as far as I, I, I listen, if they took Avila at 26, I would think it was a reach, but yes. I would like it. I would be absolutely fine with it. And I, and I would, exactly you know, just feel. be okay because I'll be like, you felt you took a safe pick there. You're not, you're not, you know, I would rather have the double than, you know, strike out swing in yeah. for a home run, especially at that point of the draft. Again, it feels like a slight reach that you might be able to get him 20 spots later. And I'm sure at that point, the Cowboys would be calling to move out of that spot. Yeah. But if we jump on here on Thursday night, I don't think either of us are going to be killing that pick at all. Uh, last question here from Cameron. Uh, have you guys discussed any of the points made in yesterday's pre-draft interview? Wouldn't mind seeing uh, some of your thoughts. Here's here's what I would say, just really quickly. <laughs> I went back and looked at the notes from last year's pre-draft press conference and the, the <laughs> notes from the previous one, and there's 100%. nothing, nothing. <laughs> just don't don't listen to these. Here, here's you. yeah. Here's the thing. Um, the post-draft. The post-draft interview, that's important. That's where you get your nuggets, right? That's where you're actually getting information. Pre-draft, listen, you know, for, for all the people that we talk about, like Jerry's just a showman, like don't listen to Jerry. Then suddenly the pre-draft press conference comes and everybody's listed every single word yeah. that Jerry says. Jerry's a showman. Jerry understands that the Cowboys are picking 26. That's not sexy. How no. do you make it sexy? Jerry's wheeling a deal and we're going to trade up. We're going to get a running back. It's going to be fun. It's it's it, this is all part of of getting the clicks and the likes. Let's just you know keep a, keep a calm mind. They, they use the same like you said. They use the same techniques. Every it was, it was funny. Year. I went and looked at uh, I think it's Jory Epstein from USA Today. She wrote an article last year. The five biggest takeaways that it was Cowboys not opposed to trading up if the right players available or down or down, <laughs> or down. If, they, <laughs> like, if they get stuck. Cowboys may do one of the three options well, available to them. You know, it was also like, last year. Hey, they have 16 first round graded players on their board. This year, we have somewhere between 15 and 17 first round graded <laughs> players on our board. It's, it's the next same year. Thing, next year, it'll be 16 again, and then the year after that, it'll be between 15 and 17. Yeah, it's a. Uh, it's yeah. I mean, it's they say the same things and they repackage the words. You know, it's it's just to get excitement going. Look, if you're listening to this podcast you don't need any more excitement about the draft. Yeah. Like you're already plenty excited about yeah. the draft. So 
uh, I, I just wouldn't worry about the details there. They're, they're very vague. And honestly, it's, it's, it's all just to get the more casual fans excited about the NFL yep. draft. Uh, all right. That is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. And thank you for making Lockdown Cowboys your first listen every day. Every dayers. Tomorrow on the show, Landon and I are going to talk about our big boards. Mm. And uh, some of the guys that we have ranked and where we have certain Cowboys targets graded. And all that fun stuff. So make sure you guys tune in for that show tomorrow. We're just two days away from the NFL draft. Wow. It is almost here. Go check out our show on YouTube. If you haven't checked it out yet, Locked On Cowboys over there. Follow Landon on Twitter at McCoolBCB. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosher. And we'll see you guys next time. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.